falling from the top floor. Your lungs fill like parachutes. Windows go rushing by. People inside dress for the funeral in black and white. These ties strangle our necks. But not me, bitch! I'm going to see Thursday tonight, and I'm in the car driving right now, and I'm so excited. What time is it? 7.43? So I just dropped Haley off at work, the baby off with my parents, and now i got to go back to Sherman, grab my dog, then drive her to the doggy daycare place. She's going to stay there for Friday night and Saturday night. And Haley and I got a hotel in Dallas, and we're going to go see Thursday perform Full Collapse tonight. And then war all the time tomorrow night. In an ideal world, this podcast would sound much better and Thursday's albums would be playing in the background. But I haven't been able to find a chance to sit in front of the computer and do the podcast the regular way. So we're doing it this way, where I drive and I talk to my phone. Um, so yeah, that's going to be my weekend. I'm super excited. Uh, it'll be like Haley and I's little vacation uh, for now. I was going to say for the year, but... We're going to be going to audio feed this summer. So that'll be... This is really like the practicing being away from the baby for more than one night thing. Um, Haley's parents are going to actually watch the baby over the weekend. My parents are just watching him for this morning while I do all this. And then I got to go to Plano and teach uh, the audio engineering class. By the way, shout out to James Motter. He substituted for my class on Wednesday because I couldn't make it because our kitchen sink started leaking Wednesday morning and I had to figure out how to fix it so our house didn't flood and everything's fine now Um, it's not fixed though but I figured out how to get it to stop for now and my dad's going to help me fix it but I'm not going to let things I can't control or how, how how did my little mantra go I will not get mad at things I can't control I'm trying to remember to say that because it has not been working. But, I mean, I've got, what, 29 years of just losing my mind at inanimate objects when they don't do what I uh, requested of them. Usually, it's it's uh, gravity. Gravity and I have a... We have an really interesting relationship because I just get so mad when things fall down. And then I live in a house that nothing's level, so everything falls over all the time because you're not... You're not used to it not being flat and you put an empty water bottle down and then it falls over then you grab it and you put it down and it falls over then it rolls off the table then hits the ground and bounces away from you. That shouldn't make me question whether or not I want to keep living. So I, I'm, I'm working on that. It's not as bad as it used to be, believe it or not. It used to be much worse. Um, I think a lot of it really is just being... Uh, I don't want to say that I've been working on fumes because I am getting some sleep, but it's just so hit or miss, man. I mean, how old is my kid? 10 months old? And I still don't know. It's like, is he going to wake up twice tonight, three times, or at 4.35 in the morning, which is about as late as he'll ever sleep in. But an ideal night is he goes to bed by 8, 8.30, and he wakes up around 4.30. And that doesn't happen every time. And then a uh, freaking, man, it's been... It's been cold, you know, so we have the heater on upstairs and we we monitor the temperature in the baby's room through the little baby monitor. It has a thermostat on the screen. And then what happens is 
we have a little space heater that's in the bedroom right next to Haley so she can stay extra warm but then we close the bedroom door and with the heater being on from like the one that's built into the house and then the space heater being on I usually wake up around 1 a.m. going (gasps) and I'm super like gross and sweaty and feel disgusting so I haven't been able to get the best sleep and I think it's because the baby and the heat I'm just not falling into deep sleep anymore I don't know why that would be my assumption um, what I just explained to you but somebody when the light turns green and then you immediately hear someone honk it's either funny or really rude but I guess if you're the one doing it it's usually kind of funny because I've done it just to just to make someone I guess I guess to bug someone so yeah it is rude the intent is rude but when you're the one doing it you at least kind of laugh like you're waiting there and you're like the moment this thing's the moment this turns green I'm gonna just lay into this horn and then it's like bink and you're like but I think honking's rude I think they could find a nicer sound for honking but I hardly ever honk Haley honks all the time dude Haley is always ready to let someone know how she feels about the decisions they're making (laughs) Uh, I don't. I like to not exist in other people's life as much as possible. I just... There's too many people. Everything's in the way already. So it's like... I just want to be over here. I want to do the things I want to do. The only problem is when you have the audacity to have your reality enter mine and then it slows mine down. Again, I will not let things I can't control make me angry. I will not get mad at things I can't control. For a mantra, are you supposed to say it the same way every time? Because I'm having trouble with that. Except it's 2019, let's kick some ass. That that I've got uh, memorized. <sighs> so yeah, man, it's 2019. What freaking day is it? January 25th. That's right. January 25th and 26th is the Thursday shows. That's what I've been looking forward to. So let's talk about Thursday. Johnny was in middle school when he heard them. And his sisters... <laughs> Isn't it so douchey when someone talks in third person? I don't know why. It, you know what's weird? Is I do better when I analyze myself from third person. But I, I'm realizing when I talk to other people, it just seems like you're either super uh, narcissistic or... I don't know. My, my grandma on my dad's side, she had some mental illness... Uh, later in life she started struggling with schizophrenia and bipolar and she had a brain tumor when my dad was I think 18 or 19 and they had to remove it and after they removed it things just got a a lot tougher for her after that I mean it's great that she didn't have the uh, brain tumor but just her mental stability got more rough and you know it's it doesn't stress me out but when I was a kid that was just the thing that happened to my grandma and it was sad now that I'm getting older I'm like man those genes are in me I don't want to slowly mentally deteriorate to a a place that I don't know what I'm doing and the burdens oh my gosh sorry the highway just looked ridiculous and I didn't want to get on right here what is going on is that what exit is that all for oh no Dude, I'm really hoping. If there's a ton of traffic, I'm going to be so late. I'm going to be so late. What is the what is with um freaking construction lately has been like 
Let's pick Friday and Saturday to shut down the highway. That's the days that most people aren't needing to use the road. And then they've got those lights that they can put on at night that make it look like daytime. I guess it's freezing. I don't want them to have to work in, in the cold. It's, it's too cold and you can get sick that way. If you didn't know. Man, so I here's something that I've been doing lately. I don't know if it makes me a bad father, but it's been really cold. And so when I take my kid to the car to put him in the car and go for a drive or something or run an errand or whatever... Part of me is like, man, I really need to make sure... Oh, it was just an exit that was backed up. I could have got on the highway. Oh, well. I'll get on at the next ramp. But, um, yeah, so my kid, the moment you put him in the car seat, he takes his shoes off. So I've just been like, I'm not going to put your shoes on when you get in the car because you just take them off. But that walk from the back door to the car with no shoes on and it's like 34 degrees, I just feel so bad. So I try to hold, cover him up with my hand as if that's going to help some way. You know, I guess the whole the skin-to-skin contact has been proven to keep you warm. I learned that in Boy Meets World when Eric gets stuck in the car in the snowstorm with that girl he likes. And then he passes out and then he wakes up later and he's like, what happened? And she was like, oh, we almost had hypothermia. So when you were asleep, I had to get us both naked and then bundle us up in, in like a sleeping bag and let our body heat keep each other warm. And everyone's laughing because Eric's like, oh my God, that happened and I was asleep. And, and that's how I remember that skin to skin contact can actually help keep you warm. Now, is that true? I'm assuming so. It makes sense. And I've heard enough uh, affirmation on that over the years. But Bormy's World probably shouldn't be where I get my survival techniques. That show was so great. So yeah, Thursday changed my life in middle school. And they came out with an album Full Collapse. And then an album War All The Time. And they're going to be playing both of those front to back. Or I don't know if they're going to do it in the exact order. I think it's cooler when they do it in the order. But I understand wanting to have the element of surprise to your fans so maybe switching up the order but i don't care either way i'm just excited you guys remember when acidies burn came back for the sixth time and they played son i loved you at your darkest at the house of blues and they were saying they played the whole thing and they completely skipped the song incomplete as a leech i think they thought we wouldn't notice we noticed why do you think they didn't play it i have two theories one That one is very unique, and maybe they didn't have time to practice it, and they didn't feel confident about it. Two, they didn't want to take up too long, and that was their least favorite. Um, That's probably just it. Uh, I love the drums in that one, though. Aaron Lunsford, I know he's been struggling with his anxiety and all that stuff. Apparently, so is Cody on the tour they're on right now. Cody apparently ran off stage having a panic attack. What's with these guys in that city's burn having panic attacks mid-show and not being able to finish their set? I've had a panic attack now, at least what I think is one. I've had more than one. They all started a little bit after starting this podcast. They're horrible. They're horrible. Your heart starts racing. And what's really what I've noticed is like my heart starts going so fast that I'm freaking out. And then I start thinking, am I about to like have a heart attack, which only makes my heart race? And then I focus on the the BPM of my heart and it's just stay. And then I I try to try to calm it down. And then you try to think about other things. But the fact that your heart's racing, the classical conditioning makes your mind feel nervous. So then you only can focus on the nervous things. (sighs) I can't imagine trying to play a set like trying to play a concert and in the back of my head that's happening 
I think it's probably uh, substance related. I'm not going to say what substance it is that those guys are using before they play. And I could be wrong. But for it to... Let's, let's be real. As... What is it? Anthropology? As an anthropologist, a studier of people, it seems like there was a time when As, As Cities Burn wasn't playing around with different substances, um, mind-altering substances, and they were able to play an entire concert without having uh, mental breakdowns. And then, I mean, people change. It's been well over 10 years since they've been uh, doing their thing for the first time. So you know they've grown as people, they've changed, they've tried different things. and I think it's very likely that that group of guys being in a Christian band are now in their 30s, partaking in a little bit of, uh, a little bit of fun. They go play their set and the paranoia kicks in and they're getting a little bit stressed. That's what I think it is. Either way, I wouldn't wish a panic attack on anyone and so I guess that sucks, but... I mean, they're freaking on tour with Hawthorne Heights. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being a band that has broken up, gotten back together, broken up, gotten back together, broken up, gotten back together, farewell tours, reunion tours, over and over and over, and then all of a sudden, Silverstein wants to do a anniversary tour of their first full-length release on Victory Records. When Broken is Easily Fixed is the name of the album. They take Hawthorne Heights and then freaking your band that's been just a mess gets to go on the whole tour. That's great. I think that's really great for them. I'd love to know what connections pulled that off. I think it's great, though, because I assume most big fans of Acidies Burn are at least familiar with those bands. I don't... I'd be interested to know how many big fans of Acidies Burn were also huge fans of Hawthorne Heights and um, Silverstein. I would. I think it's fair to say that Acidies Burn is on the better end of who's going to have more people see their band. But the last time I saw them live at the door, they killed it, man. It was so clear they weren't playing with the metronome, and it actually made it really awesome because there would just be parts that normally are heavy that the drum fill leading up to it, Aaron, I, I, I've seen them a lot, and I haven't noticed them do this this much or to this degree live, but there was a lot of going into the next part of the song, and he would really slow down with his drum fill going into it. So then all of a sudden, the, uh, the tempo of the song is a good 10 BPM slower, and then they hit that halftime part now it's moving slower and man it really really made for some big moments it's kind of changed how i feel about playing with the metronome live it's sure it's it's a way to be a lot more solid but if you can really learn to listen to each other what acidies burn did really made things hit you know what's really exciting about going to see thursday tonight is i'm gonna get to I'm going to get to visually see the humans that made this music that impacted the way I hear sounds from the time of being like a 13-year-old boy. And I'm going to get to look at those dudes and they're going to be like grown men. And then I'm supposed to be like a man now. And so it's just like all these years later, everyone's older and we're still celebrating the same melodies and chords and tones and that's so awesome so 
What else is new? I'm just driving. I'm about to have to put the worst dog in the world in the car and take her to this doggy place. So I'm curious how that's going to go. And she's not the worst dog in the world. That was just exaggerated. But just imagine you had a dog and anytime you said, hey, do or don't do this, she naturally did the opposite. That's the dog I have. And I think it's my fault. I would assume you blame the owners. And I'll take it. But I just... I'm not sure what exactly I did wrong. But I'd like to figure it out. I wonder if it's too late. Those dog whispers would probably say it's never too late. And I don't think it is. I just think right now... The decisions we made with her up to now have not been working. And we got to figure out how to make new decisions with her that work. Um... I think a big part of it is we used to take her on three-mile walks and we just haven't been able to take her on walks. And so she's got all this built-up energy. So I take her in the backyard and run her real hard and she likes that, but then she wants to play with me real aggressive and then I say no and then she thinks that I'm trying to play. And then she'll get to this point where she does this really scary bark and starts showing me her teeth. And I think she wants to wrestle, but she's terrifying. So I don't want to wrestle and then we fight about how we're going to handle that until she stops. Have you ever had a dog that's obsessed with your hands and all they want to do is chew on them? When they're a puppy, it's cute. When they're big and strong, it hurts a lot and it's not very fun. (sighs) Let's see, what's been going on since the last podcast? I don't know. I missed Sunday. I was trying to do them every Sunday. I think I did two. So, I mean, I'll, I'll do it again. I really wanted to just get before this concert so then I could get after this concert because for me, that'll be fun to talk about. For you, whatever. Uh, I mean, I hope you like it. <sighs> Let's see, the Grammys are coming up, right? Or did they already happen? I don't know. I'm sure they haven't happened yet because I haven't seen enough people on my social media timelines reacting to who won and who didn't win who got snubbed who's racist who's homophobic you know those kinds of things that wonderful award shows always bring to the table i wonder if they have a host for the oscars yet i haven't found out i did see that uh black panther is the first superhero movie ever to be nominated for best picture which is pretty cool um i also just i didn't see it so i can't talk but I have mixed reviews from my movie buff friends on whether or not it deserves to be nominated for Best Picture. But honestly, I mean, since when has any of that actually been based on actual merit versus did you hit all the points in which you need to hit for people to want to vote for you? Because that seems to be the real part of it. Which is why I think winning it would feel so weird, like... Like, everybody knew when Leo won for The Revenant that that was mainly because he deserved one and they just needed to give it to him, right? Like, The Revenant's a great movie. He did a great job. But he basically grunted and crawled the whole movie. Now, was that enjoyable to watch? Was it entertaining? Did he do a great job acting? Yeah. But then you just watch The Wolf of Wall Street and he just becomes this character that's just fascinating to listen to and watch. I mean, whenever Leo is... uh, narrating a movie immediately you're just like oh snap here it goes shutter island um inception 
I don't know if he narrated Inception or Shutter Island, but those are both ones that I thought he did a phenomenal job. Wolf of Wall Street, he was amazing. I liked him in Gatsby. Most people are like, he said old sport too much and the movie sucks. All right, I liked it. You know what helped? I went and saw that in theater on the first Texas tour that Least of These ever did. And me, TJ, Tyler, and Chase all went and saw it in Shirts, Texas at the movie theater. And we saw it and there was almost no one in there. So we got to pick the good seat where you like, feel like you're in the middle of the screen. And then this wonderfully entertaining, visually entertaining, audibly entertaining movie took place. And so typical me, a great time in general, plus consuming some sort of art, it then becomes one of my favorites, all because of the way it was received. Yeah, I like that movie. That's also when I started paying attention to Lena Del Rey, too. And I... I think she's a good job. Ultraviolence is really the only album that I judge her on, which is probably wrong. If I wanted to judge more appropriately, I would look at the entire body of work. But without taking the time to Google anything or caring enough, I just assume... I don't know how much of the actual creative process she's a part of anyways, and most things outside of the Ultraviolence album are just not my, my cup of tea. I don't even drink tea. I have before when my throat hurts or that's about it i think tea never quite tastes right maybe i just haven't had good tea i wonder what tea hipsters are like do people still read your tea leaves and tell you your fortune on your tea leaves you know i heard astrology or astronomy whichever one you freaking look at the stars and your birthday or whatever and then someone tells you your future what decisions to make apparently that's making like a comeback right now which only furthers the reality that society is literally moving away from science for its answers and looking for whatever group thing social media and pop culture is telling it to pay attention to. Isn't that amazing? It's crazy, guys. It's crazy to me that the only thing... Okay, so faith aside, the only thing we have to look at as truth, the only there, there's literally people devoting their lives to finding out what is the most true answer to what we're trying to figure out. And they do studies, they do tests, they know words, they know chemicals, experiments, math, numbers. And now we're looking at them going, no, it's actually that's just a social construct and reality is what you say it is. Okay. Then why aren't you being nicer to people who see reality different than you? It just blows my mind. Everyone's so quick to be angry. Still. I don't even want to say right now. That's the problem. As I've noticed, a meme included, a lot of people are like, everyone's so mad all the time now. Uh, not now. I have proof of that because I spent a year and a half with my friends and least of these talking about that. And then we released Wolves. And then it's been like two years since then. So, the direction of everyone wanting to be recreationally offended... That's been happening for a couple of years now. But my goodness. TJ, just think back to when we did the HM interview at my house. Uh, did you see it go in the direction it's going? I didn't see it getting this bad. I, I, I probably would have said, yeah, I bet it will. But I mean, I didn't like visually imagine. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. People getting in trouble for everything. 
And then the media doesn't care at all. They just pick whatever the larger group think is a feeling, and then they uh, they then portray the news, whatever's whatever's the talking point of the day. They look at Twitter. Doesn't it seem like that? It seems like the national media is literally looking at Twitter, seeing where the rage is or the outrage, and then they just report on it in the direction of the way everyone is angry. And I just don't think that's the best way to do it. Like, how about you just tell me the facts so I can make a rational decision on this? Because you don't want me to make a rational decision on this. You want me to come to your decision, your conclusion. I don't like that. <sighs> and then it seems like... It, it seems like if there... If, okay, let's say there's a story and there's more than one side to the whole thing. And there's a lot of nuance to it. And both sides of the argument have points and both sides could address yes this is flawed and this is flawed and those two flawed things along with human interaction and how things happen that causes us to this then outcome that is also flawed and immature and not rationally uh, I'm sure how vague I'm being this is hard to follow but my point is no one wants to... It's like the media picks the side that they're on and then they only talk about their side. And then they completely ignore the other also rational and logical analyzation of the situation. And then the other news media that's picked the other side, they only talk about that, completely ignoring the other side's also rational and logical analyzation, analyzing of, I don't know if analyzation is a word, analyzation. Um, that probably has a meaning somewhere in there. Did you know that the freaking Browns, uh, the, the Cleveland Browns apparently were, they had a like a projector set up and they were projecting the social media feeds of the Cleveland Browns onto a giant wall. So people who worked in the giant building or whatever walking around could see what kind of stuff's being said about the Browns and I guess to see how there's their fan base is involved and maybe figure out how to like connect with them on a, on a level. Well, they were broadcasting this to the whole place and what I read last night was that some brilliant guy decided to search the hashtag DP for dog pound and DP also stands for some other things I'm not going to say it in case there's kids listening apparently I'm finding out that kids listen to my podcast that's put me in a place man my brain is not necessarily kid appropriate and this is this was originally where I go to just let my brain do its thing, put in some uh, exercise of rational thought and maybe some creativity as well as blowing off some steam. But I guess if I'm going to have a kid around me right now, I'm going to have to learn how to just be aware of that. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. There is an explicit warning on all these podcasts. So I did that and I'm going to try my best. Hi, Lydia. Anyways, um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so yeah, so to my friends who have a kid named Lydia, now that she's heard her voice, that's awesome. Uh, fast forward like a minute and a half because I'm about to talk about something she definitely doesn't need to hear. So after they hashtag 
DP, which also stands for, I'm just going to say it, it stands for also double penetration. I'm going to let you figure out with your mind what that could possibly be. So they ended up broadcasting pornography for about 20 minutes on this feed at the Cleveland Brown headquarters. It took about 20 minutes for somebody to notice what was happening and for them to shut it off. Isn't that just hilariously awful? Yeah. I feel like if I had someone with me to talk about that, we could then go deeper into it. Deeper might not be the best. Uh, it's like whenever words like double penetration and porn come around, any, any uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Innuendo is immediately apparent. So yeah, that's what the Browns did. I feel like I was talking about something else before I got distracted. Oh yeah, I was just complaining. Yeah, I wish people would just uh, be able to look at all the facts. And what I'm noticing right now is they won't look at facts if the facts have been brought to them through a media source that they don't agree with. And I get it. I've been there before. But as all of the media has just turned to complete shit, I'm just... I'm having to understand that there are certain individuals in certain media outlets that the individual is probably still a good person who cares and is trying to, and they, yeah, they probably have their biases, but like, just look for the facts, look for what, I don't need to tell you how to do it, do whatever you want. I'll tell you what I've been doing. What I've been doing is trying to look at things and see how it played out then assume that every individual involved is an individual who can make bad decisions. They can be stupid. I told my kid the other day that everybody can be an asshole sometimes because everybody has one. And I know that sounds silly and it was just to kind of make me and him laugh, but I also think there's truth to it. People just are stupid sometimes. That doesn't mean... What happened to people being able to change or people being able to grow and become a different person and learn? Do we think that like... We just stop at a certain age. I know some people do, but that's because no one's encouraged them to change. I think there's different cultures in different parts of society that embrace being at a certain point and then just saying, this is who I am, I don't ever change. And then everyone laughs and claps and that guy's funny. Don't be that guy or gal or anything in between. Try to want to be better. Have you ever, how often do you spend time thinking, what kind of person am I to everyone around me? What, what, in their life, who am I to them? What, when, when they're going about their day and their reality and their story of what it's like to be alive on this earth, what person are you that comes in and out of their story? Are you pleasant to be around when you come into their reality? Or are you a pain in the ass to be around? You know what I mean? Think about that more. I think you should. Coming from someone who probably is concentrating on how people perceive them too often. Oh my gosh. So, I always get over into the far lane when there's a car on the other side of the road. Because I noticed TJ always did that when we were on tour. And I was like, that's really considerate. So now I do it. And so I just said, oh my gosh, because I was driving fast and I realized there was a car coming up on the side of the road and I needed to get over. Makes sense, man. I actually know a guy who was changing his tire on the highway and got hit by a car and lost his leg, man. So let that story hit home for a minute and understand that that can happen to people and it's horrific and drastically changed the outcome of their life forever. So just get over. 
Use your blinker when you do it too. It'll be a great practice. It'll be like, I'm pushing the lever down and I'm turning my hand to the left a little bit so someone else can feel safer. That's a great starting point on making small decisions in your own life that benefit or at least the root of it is because you're thinking about someone else. Maybe if we start there, we'll slowly start to think about decisions we can make in our personal life that are made because you're considering how other people might feel. That's a nice thing to do, maybe. I don't know. How long have I been going? Oh my gosh. Let me see. Hold on. Haley just sent me an email. Okay, I've been going for 30 minutes and 30 seconds, and I'm about to have to exit the highway. So thanks for listening. I'm going to be a changed man next time you talk to me. I'm going to have gotten to see two of my favorite albums of all time played from beginning to end. I'm going to get to stay in a fancy hotel in Dallas. I've never done that, and I've lived here since 1997. And I'm going to get some great uh, one-on-one time with the missus. So I just couldn't be more excited. Thanks for listening, and uh, I'll, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Love you.